You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Let's get some measured perspective on what has happened over the last three weeks and the preceding times as well, but also what might happen in the future with Annabel Bishop, who's the chief economist and investor in Johannesburg. I think we, before we get into the semantics of what's been going on, Annabel, we have to look at what's going to be happening exactly two weeks today as we pre-record this interview. It's going to be Moody's, Moody's on the 27th, and they must be looking at every country, not just South Africa, with a good deal of circumspection. Uh, that's quite right, Lindsay. And I think, you know, that might well be the saving grace for South Africa when it comes to the consideration by the rating agency of whether they actually look to downgrade South Africa or not at the end of this month. And of course, you know, on the 27th of March being the date that I'll look to do that, really, you know, a Friday night, and they tend to obviously publish it after hours. So all countries in the world will obviously have had a GDP impact. And of course, you know, the, the really severe effect coming through from the shutdowns in many countries, and of course, the impact on economic growth, and anticipated to see between half and 1% removed from the previous GDP forecasts for this year. For South Africa, we're now expecting about 0.1%, a significant downward revision. And I think that's from, from 0.8 beforehand. And I think that's going to be pretty par for the course for many countries. So for the credit rating agencies, you may well find that Moody's decides to leave South Africa's rating unchanged at the end of the month. Also, of course, as well, because it very recently put us on a negative outlook towards the end of last year. And it has not had much time to assess between then and now what the impact from our budget that we've had recently in February will be either. In fact, it's probably going to give us several more months to assess the impact of the fiscal strategy there was announced in the budget this year. And perhaps that's another reason why we might not see a credit rating downgrade from Moody's just yet. Yes, I, I don't quite understand that attitude, if, if indeed that is the attitude that Moody's is going to take, because um, on the other hand, the budget effects are purely domestic. But I, I do think that what's happened in the last three weeks, which has been instigated by the coronavirus or COVID-19, uh, will usurp or supersede whatever good work we do in South Africa. So I don't see how Moody's could possibly say, well, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt just because everybody else is suffering as well. Well, I suppose it comes down to the fact that Moody's is just revising everyone's GDP growth forecast down. And with that comes likely an upward revision to the fiscal ratios. Remember, a lot of countries are going to be putting fiscal stimulus in to assist in the face of this economic crisis. And of course, you know, with the um, previous head of the IMF, now the head of the ECB, Christine Lagarde, saying that the economic impact could be as dire as that which occurred in the last global recession in the 2008-2009 financial crisis, really warning that countries need to urgently and immediately start impacting fiscal policy support as well as budgetary policy support. And of course, also as well, the IMF itself standing ready to inject liquidity. So I think, you know, in the light of this, you know, Moody's is probably going to have quite a difficult time. You know, as we said earlier, the GDP growth downward revisions for all the countries mean that the fiscal ratios themselves are likely to all be pushed up. And I think it's a very difficult time to assess anyone. So you're going to potentially find yourself on the boat that you have to downgrade everyone or else you have to leave them where they are. But quite important, the credit rating agencies do look at different criteria. And, you know, for Moody's in specifically, their criteria they look at is a peer comparison. And, you know, the fact that we said there's going to be a lowering generally could also be another reason why Moody's decides to delay till later in the year. Of course, as well, don't forget the coronavirus impact is only expected to last until about mid-year before it starts to, to 
where it's where out the system in the second half of this year. Previously, business as, as usual was anticipated in April this year. And of course, you know, if, if we start to get a good control on it and it starts to have less of an impact coming through in the markets and on GDP, then of course, you know, towards the end of this year, it will not be such a big issue either. So they may well wait for a more normal period for assessing ratings generally. Okay, so maybe a stay of execution. Let's hope so. From one company or organisation beginning with an M that's got a problem at the moment to another one, and that organisation is called the MPC, the Monetary Policy Committee of the South African Reserve Bank. They must be looking at the markets and saying, well, on the one hand, I've got the currency. On the other hand, I've got recession. So what on earth do I do as, a, as an entity? And I'm hearing, I heard someone say that their projection for inflation for the rest of the year is between 1.9 and 2.1%. You probably don't concur with that. But anyway, MPC has a problem. So, so we are looking at a significant downward revision of inflation as well this year. Of course, we've seen the collapse in oil prices globally, and that's really looking to bring in potentially around one rand per litre cut in fuel prices, diesel and petrol in April. Now, while that perhaps may seem a bit removed, it is important because not only does it lower inflation going forwards, particularly if oil prices stay at such low levels, because remember, inflation is a year-on-year measure. And it also, of course, as well, mitigates some of the impact of the substantial RAND weakness that we have seen. The RAND currently trading now at 16.16 to the US dollar. And of course, that's very far removed from close to 14 where it was at the start of this year and even you know several weeks ago when it was in the 1450 range so of course you know the worry certainly is what inflation impact will that have so for south africa from an inflation perspective we revised down our inflation figures this year from closer to four and a half to potentially between four and 3.5 and what's happening in south africa is that there is a moderate in the pass-through effect as well from the exchange rate, really just saying that demand is so weak in South Africa that, you know, typically when the exchange rate appreciated substantially, you got a, a pass-through because it impacted um, imported goods and services. In South Africa, you know, our inflation is being more driven by the supply side, and that's more your um, state administered prices where you look at electricity, water in those areas, whereas demand-driven inflation is very, very weak and modest. So really, the, you know, that the key push coming through from the currency depreciation would typically come through from petrol prices. But as we said earlier, you know, the big drop in oil prices mitigates against that. So, you know, to, to, to answer your question, really, I think that you're implying the Monetary Policy Committee is probably going to cut interest rates next week. We are looking for a 25 basis point cut. I think the reason why we may not get a bigger one than that might perhaps get a 50 basis point cut is they're quite worried about the impact of Moody's. Moody's themselves, obviously, if they downgrade towards the end of this month, could see substantial RAND weakness. And of course, as well, significantly higher borrowing costs. Bond yields could rise even further than they obviously have already in um, recently. And, you know, obviously our R186 now sitting at 860 from a yield perspective shows that the price has fallen quite a bit. This yield was below 8 a few weeks ago. So the, the concern certainly is that, you know, for the Reserve Bank is if they cut interest rates, perhaps the RAND then could weaken quite substantially when we see the Moody's downgrade towards the end of the month, but happens, and then they might have to reverse their decision. Now, I think perhaps the one saving grace is that Moody's has said South Africa's interest rates are too tight. They're basically saying they are too high, they're too close to the um, peak in the current cycle, and that really does then seem to imply that perhaps interest rate cut could be quite supportive at the moment, could be seen as supported by Moody's and would not necessarily be seen as a bad move and may even be assisting in the assessment of South Africa.
I was watching with a great deal of interest earlier this week when Mark Carney, uh, the Bank of England head, <laughs> cut rates by 50 basis points from 75 down to 25. And that followed up on Jerome Powell, the US Federal Reserve chair, the week before doing exactly the same thing, but in a slightly a smaller increment. And I thought to my, I sent out a tweet saying, Lesetia Kanyago, where are you now? And of course, that's a completely irrelevant tweet because the, the structure of the South African economy and the impact of an interest rate cut on the English or the American or the rather British or the American consumer is far more impactful than it is on the South African consumer. But there were people saying, why don't we do the same? Just as we end the MPC argument, do you think there's any any chance that he could go 50 basis points rather than the 25 that you just mentioned? <laughs> Oh, yes, I think there's always a chance. You know, our, our first first call would be for a 25 basis point cut. Perhaps second in probability they don't do anything, which would probably be a mistake at this time. But you could understand their fears that country risk is elevated in South Africa. You know, you're obviously seeing higher bond yields. You're seeing markets factoring in from a CDS spread point of view, the anticipation that we'll get a credit rating downgrade. So perhaps they choose to do nothing. Your third and probably least likely option is that they do go for the 50 basis point cut. Interestingly, our house view is that we get a 25 basis basis point cut um, now this month and then we get another one probably in May. Let's hope so. Annabelle, you've mm -hmm. already referenced uh, GDP and your forecast was 0.1%. I think that's rather extravagant myself but then what do I know? But a lot of people saying we will have our third quarter of a negative GDP growth to the tune of maybe as much as 1% given what's going overseas. Is that too pessimistic? Well, look, we're looking for 0.1% for the whole year. So we're saying from 2020, we're anticipating that the growth outcome could be 0.1%. Previously, we had 0.9%. Now, of course, that depends very much on what happens, as you said, in the first quarter of this year and indeed going into the rest of this year. Bear in mind, however, that the impact of COVID-19 really only came underway in the second half of this quarter. So the first half of this quarter is probably going to see some vector growth. Recall, we actually saw some very good mining figures, mining production figures come out recently for January. And of course, as well, the impact of load shedding is also quite key in that it was quite severe in the fourth quarter. And there may be some rebound coming through in our first quarter. So we believe that the first quarter could be close to zero, perhaps slightly negative or positive. The second quarter clearly will see a significant negative outturn, and that could be quite material. And then as we move into the second half of the year, well, that will really be the key. Do we actually see a recovery in global economic growth and a waning of the impact of COVID-19 virus? Are all the travel bans and restrictions going to yield a containment of the disease? Or instead, does it continue to grow and cause Havoc in financial markets, a prolonged bear market. And of course, you know, the risk then is a prolonged recession as well globally. And of course, in that tough environment, clearly we would revise our GDP growth down into negative territory. We would be instead of be getting a positive 0.1, we're looking at quite a negative outer recession for the year. Sobering stuff. Annabelle, what about the broader economy? Never mind GDP. What about uh, the components within GDP? For example, you've mentioned mining and manufacturing numbers, which came out this week, and they surprised to the upside. Well, certainly mining did. Uh, what about retail sales? What about consumer confidence? What about credit extension? What about business confidence? All these are terribly important. And business confidence came out this week, and it was a horror show. It was. And of course, you know, really, people worrying about the impact 
impact of COVID-19 looking forward. But of course, as well, just indicating the very weak nature of demand that we are seeing in the current business environment. You know, um, 82% of businesses saying they're dissatisfied with current business conditions. That, that's a follow-on from the downward trend in economic growth we've had in the past several years. And sadly, that's the reality for South Africa. It finds itself in a very fragile state, both from an economic growth perspective and indeed from a government finance perspective in terms of being able to provide stimulus to the economy. But from an economic growth perspective, we haven't actually seen the end of that downward trend in economic growth in 2011. We obviously growth then was above 3% and now at last year it's close to zero. The risk, as we said earlier, could be that this year it actually is below zero and we're in negative territory. You know, this year was expected to be the year we saw a rebound in economic growth. Right at the start of 2020 in January, everyone was focusing on climate change. The focus obviously now is very much globally on COVID-19, but certainly at the start this year, economic growth was expected to be 3.3% for the global economy by the IMF, up from last year's 2.9%. And this year was expected to be the year where we saw a significant lift in economic growth from 2.9% to 3.3% this year. And of course, that lift in economic growth was expected to translate through into an improvement in exports for South Africa and, of course, a lift in employment and incomes. And that in turn, you know, working through into retail sales, consumption, seeing a better performance from our economy. Now, sadly, that transmission mechanism is going to be negative instead. And of course, you know, seeing weaker global economic growth, the anticipation could be that it may be up to a half to 1% lower. And of course, the IMF recently saying it certainly is likely to be below the 2.9% of last year. That then obviously would see South Africa's exports weaken and suffer. And of course, you know, the real concern there is that then obviously could further increase unemployment in South Africa and have a negative impact on consumer spending and retail sales, particularly as well when you move into a crisis environment. And many people obviously fearing that this could be a crisis environment. People tend to start hoarding. They tend not to see substantial spending. And that, of course, also has negative impacts on economies as as well. And then, of course, not to mention the loss of actual business as well, whether it's in the travel industry, whether it's in the hospitality industry, and of course, you know, obviously negatively impacting aviation and many other areas, both globally and at home. So these are, you know, quite substantial concerns. It all really comes back to the um, point of no one really knows exactly what's going to happen because they don't know how long the impact of COVID-19 is going to have on the global economy. In other words, how long will the disease persist for? How long will it continue to spread? There has been evidence that the spread is slowing in China, but of course, other countries around the world, it's picked up and that's why it's now a pandemic as opposed to just an epidemic in China. That's that's the big concern that we're really facing, the unknowability of this situation. It's almost like a global relay, a global disease relay. Uh, China started it, unfortunately, and then they contained it. Then it went to Italy and Italy is apparently slowing down as well. But then it's going to go to the United <laughs> Kingdom and Spain and, and France and Germany and everywhere else. And we're seeing countries closing down. Belgium this morning, uh, Norway is also closed down. The United States, well, who knows what's going to happen. But anyway, that's a, it's a known, but it's a known unknown. We started with Moody's. Let's end with Moody's. What are they going to do? What is your house view? In two weeks' time, Annabelle, you'll be waiting and you'll be on tenterhooks about the after-hours announcement from this rating agency. What's your pronunciation on this one? 
Look, I think, you know, it's certainly concerning because the great fear is that if we do get a credit rating downgrade in South Africa, then we are uniformly sub-investment grade, and that will bring likely even further volatility into the um, financial markets and could precipitate a recession. Well, I think the fact is that we were there already. We've having enormous volatility in the financial markets. We've seen a, a collapse in many, many different areas, a collapse in the oil price. We've seen it, you know, come through in equities. And, you know, this bear market already is seeing extreme volatility. Sadly, when you get a risk-averse event such as a Moody's credit rating downgrade, that could add to the negative situation. We worry that the RAND would then go through 17 and be trading between 17 and 18 to the US dollar. But, you know, the point really is to answer your question, what do we think is going to happen? We think it's going to be an extremely close call, almost a 50-50 outcome. But we lean on the side that we think Moody's will probably give us a stay of execution. They'll probably leave us at a negative outlook and not downgrade us on the 27th of March. To downgrade greatest on the 27th of March would be perhaps preemptive. It hasn't given us sufficient time to, you know, work through some of the issues we have in the economy, but it also perhaps would be insensitive to the global environment and really shutdown that we're seeing economically around the world as a consequence of COVID-19. So I don't think that's a type of environment they could actually do an adequate assessment in on a comparative basis, both against, you know, what happened previously. And of course, as we said, also a comparative basis against our peers. So they probably need to reassess all the countries that they actually rate, particularly South Africa's peers, before they could actually get a final assessment. That would take a lot of work, several months. So we continue to believe that we won't get a credit rating downgrade at the end of this month just yet. I hope you're correct. Annabel, thank you very much for your analysis. That's Annabel Bishop, the Chief Economist at Investec in Johannesburg. The views expressed are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily represent the views of the firm and should not be taken as advice or recommendation. Investec Specialist Bank, a division of Investec Bank Limited, is a registered credit provider.